Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard on this Friday evening. A Friday night show that I, frankly, when this week started and we kind of mapped out the schedule for the week, I didn't know we'd be doing it tonight. Because tonight, of course, is supposed to be Game 6 of the World Series. That will be tomorrow. And tonight was the night I was like, well, maybe we wouldn't have to do a, you know, a Game 6. Maybe the Phillies could win this thing in 5 if they have a special week at home. And after Game 3, that certainly felt like it was possible. And, well, that's not anymore. And this still could turn out special, but it's going to take something extra special going back to Houston. we got a lot to react to tonight. We do have an undefeated football team. We will talk about the Eagles tonight. Jalen Hurts and, and this team just continues to roll. But we start with the Phillies. And I, I'm going to ask you guys to help me tonight because I, I need some uplifting tonight. Maybe maybe you out there can help me feel better and help me feel like bring that faith back that they could do this because I'm down. And I I was down last night when I went to bed, down when I woke up, and I thought today as the day went on, I was like, maybe I'll muster it. Maybe I'll be able to feel that that belief again that they're going to go down to Houston and win two games, that they're going to go down there and beat the Astros at six, beat them at seven, and come back and have a parade here next week. And this, this underdog story, this special story, a team that no matter what we're not going to you know, forget the 2022 Phillies, that it's going to turn out to be a happy ending. That, that's what I was hoping for, a special ending to this story. And I need you to help me believe it because I, I'd be lying to you right now if I told you I feel like they're going to go win the World Series. My belief was splintered last night. It was hurt. It started to, you know, to not feel great. I was acting for the no-hitter, the dumb combined no-hitter by the Astros a couple nights ago. But I, I tried to shake that off, and I was like, look, they can come back. Uh, I think they could hit Verlander, which, and they could put good swings on him, which they did. Verlander was not sharp last night. I thought the Phillies had a really good chance to win last night, and I thought they needed to win last night. It is an overwhelming advantage. Not just an advantage. It's overwhelming for the Astros to go back home up 3-2. I thought the Phillies needed to have three wins before they got back to Houston. That's obviously now impossible now. And last night was, wasn't just disappointing. It was frustrating. Because the Phillies, for all their good that they've done this month and all the goodwill they've, they've in, in engineered in this city, they are a frustrating baseball team. They were frustrating during the season. They were frustrating down the stretch of the season, and they they brought that frustration back last night. That is an awful World Series loss last night. Awful. I mean, the Astros just let it like hung it out there for the Phillies to take base runner after base runner, hit by pitch, walks. I mean, they were just giving the Philly Phillies opportunity after opportunity to make the hits or make the plays or win the game, and the Phillies could do it. And I always say this in all sports, when teams lose, whenever their season ends, especially if it's, it's that, you know, towards the end of the regular season or in the postseason, I always think whatever the weakness was during the year, whatever the thing you, you kind of kept, like, you know we all have that, that gut feeling about teams in the pit of our stomach, like this part of the team worries me. I always think that that part of the team that worries you deep down in your gut, it will be the reason the team loses if they lose. Now, some of those teams don't lose. They win a championship. But if they lose, and it doesn't matter what round they go out, that's it. And I've and we've all year we've said it. This team is not a good defensive team. They just aren't. And we knew the Astros were a good defensive team. And last night was so frustrating because the defense was the difference maker in a game that was razor thin. Like, just a hit here, a moment there, a play there, would have won or lost that game. And the Phillies' defense failed. Brandon Marsh has to make that play a better play in the first inning, keep Altuve off of third base. He has to, and he didn't make enough play. You know, he was too close to the wall, and he could pick the ball up. It's not a good enough play. And, I mean, the Reese Hoskins play is, 
It's egregious. It is egregious. I don't care how many home runs Reese Hoskins hits, you know, in, in the postseason. I, I don't care how much he's liked when he does some good things and his bike spat. We know what he is. We know what Reese Hoskins is. He is a streaky offensive player with a lot of power. He brings some good to the offense. When he's hot, he brings some excellent to the offense. But he is a, not a good first baseman. He's not. That play has to be made. It has to be. And making matters worse on that play last night, making me feel so much worse after that game, is the play that was made by the Astros, by Trey Mancini, who's not even a first baseman. Just for a second, think about that. Think of any games and reps and innings the Phillies have given Reese Hoskins over the years to get better at first base, to be a, you know, a solid to good first baseman. And he couldn't make the play. He screwed it up in the game's biggest moment, leading to a crucial, crucial run for the Astros last night in a one-run game. He couldn't make the play. He couldn't make the play after all these years of first base. And deep down, I think we all knew there was going to be a play in this World Series he didn't make. That's who he is. He doesn't make those plays. And on the other side, who was it? Trey Mancini. Not even a first baseman. An outfielder, a DH, had to come in the game because their actual first baseman, Gurriel, got hurt on the rundown. And he makes the instinct play to hurt the Phillies. Defense in center field, messed up by Marsh. Exclamation point by Chaz McCormick, the Westchester kid, late in the game. And then, of course, it's the first base play where it's Trey Mancini who makes the play and Reese Hoskins who doesn't make the play. 215-592-9494. What a frustrating night. I mean, runners on base all night. Can't get him in. Can't get the big hit. Of all the people to be up in the ninth inning there in that moment, Nick Castellanos is the last one I want up in that spot. I mean, the guy is just so bad. I mean, he's sprinkled in a double here and there this postseason, so we haven't yelled about it. And he's he's made two great catches. But, I mean, the Astros must have sat there smiling when they realized when the Harper ball fell in. I mean, he hit it hard. But when it fell in and it was, you know, he's on base there, it's like, all right, well, we got Castellanos coming up next. What are the odds that guy lifts the ball out of here to win the game? Almost slim. He hasn't had a home run since August 27. 215-592-9494. And in the context of a long series, it's it's a bad night, right? And bad nights happen in any playoff series. But my belief has been broken. I want to sit here tonight and I want to believe the Phillies can still go down to Houston and win game six and seven. But I, right now I'm not feeling it. My belief was broken last night. They are facing a significant uphill climb to go win two in a row in Houston. I and mean, we know the numbers, you know, it's, it's 80% basically. We're, we're teams up 3-2 going home, win the series. And the Phillies pitching situation the next couple days is is suspect at best right now. I mean, you got Rob Thompson today talking about the fact that, yeah, Zach Wheeler got through his bullpen today, but we might use Ranger Suarez. Does anyone feel good about Zach Wheeler's health right now? Is anyone? The fact that he didn't pitch last night on regular rest against, you know, instead of Noah Syndergaard should have told you everything. Now, Syndergaard was... You know, he did fine considering what they were asking of him. I know he had the home run to Pena. He didn't lose the game, but if Zach Wheeler felt good, he would have pitched that game last night. He didn't. And the fact that Rob Thompson today is talking about the idea of, well, you know, we could use Ranger tomorrow if if we need to relieve Zach, that doesn't make me feel good about Zach Wheeler because that would set up a very short rest. Aaron Nola for only a portion of the game in Game 7. Like, that's how dire the Phillies pitching is right now and how uncertain they are that we're talking about Ranger Suarez out of the bullpen tomorrow and Aaron Nola on three days rest. I, I am I'm down. I, I am down. I, I hope you can lift me up. I mean, there's got to be some people out there who believe. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in. Do you still believe the Phillies are going to come back to win this series? Do you still believe? Because... I think when we talked every night before these games this week, you know, whether it be game three, game four, Monday night, during the rainout, I would say 
I don't know, three out of every four, maybe four out of every five of our callers the last couple days. Uh, you know, once they came back 1-1 one, one from Houston, I would say four out of every five people I talked to, whether it be on the phones or in, met in person over at the stadium, four out of five truly believed. And I would say of the 20% who didn't, they were kind of convinced themselves like, yeah, why not? We could do this. I, I And I was among them. When they came back 1-1 one, one, and then watching game three with the home run barrage, I felt like the Phillies were going to win the World Series. And that belief has been, it's been shattered the last couple of days by a no-hitter, which was just, I mean, yeah, we saw history the other night. Tucker and I were both there for history. It was not fun history. Getting no hit is is boring. I mean, no one wants to get no hit, especially in the World Series. And then last night was actually worse, though, because that was a winnable baseball game that they just, they just, they lost it. I mean, they lost the game. 215-592-9494. Do you still believe the 2022 Phillies are coming back and are going to put a different ending to this story in the World Series. Tucker, what are you feeling? I mean, about 18 hours ago, I probably would have had a, a different answer for you, Joe, because mm-hmm. the last two days have been tough. I mean, yeah. you went and saw the, the no-hitter at home, and then last night was a completely winnable game. It, it wasn't a game where the Astros proved to be a better team than the Phillies, where they, they proved to be in a class of their own. I mean, are they better on paper? Sure, but it didn't look like that last night. I mean, the Phillies' bullpen right now has sh- shut them down the exception of one inning uh, and one blow-up from Jose Alvarado in Game 4. But as I think about it, and you you look forward, going into Houston, I don't know. They they certainly have a shot. Like You have Zach Wheeler going on the mound tomorrow against Framber Valdez, who I know Valdez gave them trouble in Game 2. But go look at his numbers last year in the World Series. He was absolutely rocked his second start against the Braves in, in the World Series a year ago. And the Phillies offense has done this, right? They, they've gone dormant. They, they've struggled at times throughout the season. That's the nature of baseball because it is such a long season. But if they came out tomorrow and just put up a six spot in the fifth inning, would you be that shocked? I mean, you think about how this entire playoff run started. It started because they were down 2 nothing with one out in the ninth inning against St. Louis and just put up a seven spot on a bunch of little hits, mm-hmm. on a bunch of little bloopers and Texas leaguers and whatever phrase you want to use. I mean – this offense is capable of that. Is Reese Hoskins, after an 0-for-5 with a four-strikeout performance, capable of just turning on a curveball tomorrow and yanking it into the Crawford boxes? Of course he is. I mean, I don't like their chances. They're certainly betting underdogs, and for a very good reason. But as you look at it right now, they aren't down and out. And if you believe in karma, like I do, or maybe Taylor Swift does, which is an obscure reference for probably most of our audience— don't the Astros deserve to get their harp stripped out like this? Yes. Don't the Astros, whose they fans do. right now are probably sitting at home planning their parade for Monday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon, or I don't even know if they do parades in Houston, but whenever they're – don't they deserve to have their hearts ripped out at home, going home on a Saturday and Sunday night, wondering how they could have blown this again? I mean, think about how they lost in 2019 to Washington, right? They won three in a row in D.C. and then lost back-to-back games at home. I think they deserve to lose. God does not want the Houston Astros to win a World Series. There we it's go. It's just plain and simple. There we go. So some karma getting involved here. Tucker's believing, and he's got karma. We need, and we need more Taylor Swift reference on this show. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop board. Look, we've, we've talked throughout an amazing postseason run, and I have felt the belief from this city in this team grow and grow and grow and grow as the weeks have gone on, and with good reason. And guess what? They made a believer out of me, and they certainly—they've no matter what happens, 
they, they've earned all our respect. I mean, they, they've made it to game six at bare minimum of the World Series. They, they've turned from losers into winners. That's, that's the truth. It doesn't matter if they win the World Series or not. They became a winning baseball team, a truly winning baseball team over the last month. They, they will have that forever, and hopefully it springboards them into the future. But I, I, I'm not, I wish I had I, – I, you know, I need your help. I need your – because I'm right now, I'm down. I'm down last night hurt. That game was there for the taking, and it just was so frustrating watching at-bat after at-bat until – the Segura RBI at bat after at bat in big spots where they couldn't come through. And then the defense just crushing them. That is crushing. You have to play better defense in the postseason in one-run games. You have to. You have to. And I have to say, before we go to the phone lights here, Tucker's right. Reese Hoskins has shown an ability to bounce back. Obviously, with the spike and the home run against the Braves and then hit a bunch against the Padres, he's shown an ability to hit a bunch of home runs in a short period of time and bounce back. That's no question. But this might have to be the biggest bounce back because I, I can make a case that last night Reese Hoskins played the worst World Series game in the history of the World Series. And I know they've been doing this thing for over 100 years. But I can't imagine there have been many times in the history of the World Series ever where a player had that many at-bats in big moments, like high leverage moments, including bases loaded, struck out four times in a World Series game and made a crucial defensive miscue. I mean, that... if it, it, Go back if you, if you want to have some fun with it and try to figure out if anyone in a worst World Series game. I, I would say it's hard to do that. It's hard to have a worse game than four strikeouts and a crucial defensive mistake in a single World Series game. Reese has had a short memory. He's bounced back. He has high highs, low lows. He needs to because this team needs him. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Do you still believe they're coming back to win the World Series? I don't right now. Maybe by 10 o'clock tonight, you guys convince me because I'm down right now. Josh in Manion. Hey, Josh. What's going on, guys? How we doing? Good, Josh. What are you feeling tonight? I, 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 optimistic, but, you know, of course, there, there's that doubt. I mean, obviously, you're down You're down a game now. They could be eliminated by, you know, by tomorrow, and then that, that's it. That, that's the season. That's all, we, that's all she wrote, but. I'll tell you what, last night I was in Center City watching the game, and uh, you're right. I mean, how many opportunities were there? And I just, every time Nick Castellanos got up to bat, I was like, easy out. You know, it was like it was like when we were kids and we used to play, in, you know, in the field. So easy out, you know. So, it just, it's kind of, uh, it baffles me how the offense just kind of disappears like that. And you mentioned it earlier, they, they have their peaks and valleys. But, you know, this is not the time to have a valley, you know. Um, well, I'm making it worse, Josh. You know, it's one thing if, if Justin Verlander shows up and he's Cy Young Verlander, right? If he strikes out 10 as a walk. Not. But, but he's, he's not. not. Exactly. Like, he's not. He walked yeah. four guys last night. They had chances the whole time yeah. against him. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, Gene's, Gene's got to do more, too. And I think uh, if Stott's going to remain on this team or, or, or at least show that he can play on this team in the next season, he's got to show up, too. And you can't have holes in your lineup at this point in the season. I know the Astros the Astros, but... You know, if you're going to beat the Astros and come back and win Game Seven, then you got to you got to shore up those things, and and we can't rely on the bullpen. And whoever made that point about Brogdon earlier, he's fantastic, and I, I'm really looking forward to, to what he has to do in these next couple of games if they get him in there. Yeah, yeah, Josh, it is it is a if there's a silver lining, Josh, appreciate it. The last couple of games here in this series, I mean, Connor Brogdon has has reemerged. He stepped up. He was excellent. I mean, he kept them in the game last night. After Syndergaard came out and and allowed that thing to stay close, despite the Phillies not scoring enough in, in, in boy, the whole game. Ricardo is in Philadelphia. Hey, Ricardo. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Good, Ricardo. What are you thinking tonight? Hey, look, I got a few points to make, right? So first, let me see if I'm going to show you out with these with these stats that I saw. 
I read on, I think it was MLB.com, on Instagram, that the last time a whole team, a home team won the World Series was in 2011. So we got something there, right? Wow. You know, right? you know what? I didn't realize that, but now I'm thinking back, like, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of picturing the, the champions in my head and them celebrating. Yeah, it, it has been a while since the team won at home. And Luis was the last one to win at home. Who was? So that, the Cardinals. Cardinals in 2011. Was, 2011. You know, yep. Yep. They, 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 they were freeze, you know, yep. the whole Nelson Cruz, whatever thing. So one thing I got to tell you is, hey, now that we think about it, how many times have Topper used somebody off the bench to pinch hit? Oh, uh, very rare. I mean, in, in this, I mean, this postseason, Ricardo, it's been very rare. I mean, they've had the same. They they kind of have the same lineup, right? They have the right the lineup against righties, the lineup against lefties. I, I suppose once in a while, he's he's kind of flipped it around with, with bringing Marsh in in the game that Veerling starts, but it's very rare. Hey, but you know what? It also makes you think. Why isn't Derry Hall part of the postseason um, roster? Like, you know, last night eighth inning, you know, running to the corner, we went out. Randall Marsh is not supposed to be hitting there. and you, But, you know, the truth is you got nobody on the bench that can hit. Like, you should have, you, you know, I think we should have left somebody of, you know, they, you know, Brad Hang or somebody and add Derry Hall to the roster. Cause, I you know. know. Last night, him yeah, I thought. Hitting, you know, Derry Hall hitting there. I thought about I that. Yeah, and, and I, it's a good point. Ricardo, I appreciate your phone call. So, Ricardo brings up a good point. It's been a while since the team won at home. Now, Tucker mentioned to me that the 2020 Dodgers technically were the home team. But was that where's that World Series? Arlington? Yeah, it was at the Rangers Stadium. Yeah, that was the pandemic season. Uh, that doesn't count. So it's it's obviously been a while since the team clinched at home. As far as the Marsh thing last night, I mean, Marsh has had a good series. Now, he's, I don't think he's going to win the MVP the way I, I thought maybe he had a sneaky chance to do. But he, he's hitting this series. I I mean, well, who is the option if not Marsh in that spot against Presley? I mean, you're not going to put Veerling a righty against a righty. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the options that Topper has. The like, are there really options off the bench? I mean, look at their bench. It's Nick Maton, it's Matt Veerling, and it's Garrett Stubbs, Edmundo Sosa. Yeah, right now the right. But I mean, they they don't have a lefty. Like, I don't think they've really pinch hit at all in this playoff run. And I don't know if that's an indictment of what they have on the bench, or if that's an indictment on Rob Thompson just kind of riding with his guys. Yeah, well, he. Ha- I mean, Rob Thompson has. There was a stat before the game last night. The Phillies set the record now. For the most postseason games, with the same top six of the lineup, like exactly, and it's the same. It's the one he uses every game. It's Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto, Harper. Um, you know, Castiano, Castiano, Spome, right? One through six, and I mean, I, at this point, do I want Castiano's out of five? Yes. I also don't know what the best option is in that spot. Segura, I suppose. You, you I mean they could they could swap Segura and you know. The one reason I think it, it, it kind of makes sense the way they have it set up is at least the, the Castellanos has power in theory, and Segura doesn't. So at least you have a power bat there in the middle of that lineup, extra base hit power beyond the top four who are usually getting on base and, and kind of have there's RBI chances there. But like Castellanos doesn't actually hit for power. I mean, he's supposed to. He has in the past, but he hasn't had a home run since the end of August. I mean, at this point... Would you lose anything if you swap Segura and Castellanos two and eight? I I don't think you would. Five and eight, excuse me. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I just don't know what he's giving you right now. He had a couple decent at bats. He hit the ball hard. That that Pena made a leaping catch on. Yeah, he did earlier last night. But I mean, outside of that and, and maybe a double he had in in the NLCS, he doesn't hit the ball hard. He really hasn't. He, he's maybe looping a ball in front of the left fielder 
every couple games to keep his batting average up, but he isn't putting together competitive at-bats. No, and look, I know extra base hits and extra base hit, but I feel like his doubles, because he hasn't had a home run in the postseason, his doubles have been those like soft, well-placed, hooked line drives down the left field line where it's like, well, he's obviously going to get a double. No one's there. He hasn't like hit one. Has he went off the wall in the postseason or deep? Maybe I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, he has not hit with any authority at all. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Chris in Westchester. Hey, Chris. Hey guys. Um, I love the realistic outlook, but I want to take you back to July of twenty twenty two. Okay, let's when do it. We were realistic like this, and we were down. Nobody thought we would get to this point in in September. We had a couple of bad series with the Braves, came back and beat the crap out of them. And we had to go through the wild card. We had to go through Atlanta. We had to go through the Padres. And nobody thought we were going to get past any of them. And here we are, two games away from the World Series. We're winning this one. You know what, Chris? Of everyone so far, you're making me feel the most, the, the best. I mean, you're right. I mean, they they have been down and out, and and they've been down and out to the point where it's it seemed ridiculous to think this was even possible. I mean, they were 21 and 29 this season, and looked like the season was almost over in the beginning of June. Harper got hurt. I mean, they've had a lot of moments where it looked bad, and they came back. You're right. It's 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 been their story, and Chris, we appreciate the phone call. It's been their story. I mean that that one that one worked a little bit, a little bit. That, that one got me a little bit. It's been their story. It's been with the—I mean, it actually went like when they were up 2-1 after three, didn't it feel too easy? Like the 2022 Phillies just you know, winning the World Series at five games, although it would have been nice, it almost felt like this can't just be like this, right? This is going to have—something something the other shoe's going to drop at some point here. Yeah, and it is interesting to me because you can bring up, you know, the middle of the season and when Joe Girardi got fired and how low the expectations were, but if you go back three months prior, weren't we talking about this team being— a playoff contender. Yeah, we were. Oh yeah, that was and a- being capable and being a dark horse for a World Series title. I know things change. Yep. I know circumstances change throughout the season, and they back their way into the playoffs. And, and you know the way they've, got, they've gotten here is a, a run of miracles. But I don't know if nine months ago you said Phillies are down three two in the World Series. You wouldn't have had to squint that hard to see it happening. No. Uh, then during the year, you would have had a need, you know, surgery on your eyes to think it was possible. But here we are. The Phillies are two wins from the World Series. Or some psychedelic drugs. Yeah, maybe we, maybe, yeah, that, maybe that would have been better. 215-592-9494. Do you still believe? Yes or no? Uh, last night crushed my belief. Tucker still hold on to belief. I need you guys to uplift me. Like, if, if you, I, I know, as we talked earlier this week, there was a sense of inevitability. The Phillies are going to do this. They're going to win the World Series. And I felt great after Game 3, leaving Game 3. I'm like, we're going to have a parade here. And, and watching the last two games, I, I am, I'm in a bad way. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. Do you still believe the Phillies are going to do this? Go to Houston and win two games. Right now, my belief level is, is not there. I don't believe they're going to do it. Tucker does. Where do you lie? We'll discuss it all. All your reaction tonight. After the, I mean, just a tough, tough loss last night. And, of course, looking forward to game number six tomorrow. We'll get to some Eagles stuff as we go on tonight. What a performance last night by Jalen Hurts and a team that was down and still ended up winning the game by 12 points. The Eagles are a machine right now. 215-592-9494. Get your board on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code Gilio. 
Look, FanDuel's all your favorite bets. From money line, points, price, player props, you can come on your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I love the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP, so sign up today with promo code CHILIO for your no-sweat first. But that's promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gilio with you. Tucker Bagless behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. As we react to Game 5 of the World Series, look ahead to Game 6 tomorrow night. 7 o'clock, we'll throw some reaction on the Eagles in and what they did last night. Uh, really, I mean, that game... It was one of those games where it's like, ah, this might be the one where they lose. They don't play, they're not playing well, and they had a fumble, and then Texas go right down the field, and then boom, they just took control in the second half, and, and they still won the game by 12 points. We'll talk some Eagles with Jalen Hurts coming up at 7. Right now, all your reaction to the Phillies, and I need you to help me feel better because right now I'm down. I mean, my belief was was burst last night when the Phillies lost that game because that was the game they had to have. I mean, it, it is overwhelming when you look at the numbers of teams that go back home up 3-2 in the World Series. They win about four out of five times. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's very hard to go back on the road and win six of seven. The pitching is not in the Phillies' favor because we don't – I mean, I don't, I don't assume we have a 100% Zach Wheeler at this point. If he was, he would have pitched game five. And you have Aaron Nola potentially in game seven on very short rest because Ranger Suarez, as Rob Thompson said, may be needed tomorrow. And I look at this and I say, last night was the night. Forget the no-hitter. That was discouraging. But last night was the night. No, I mean, you had Syndergaard actually give you decent a decent outing. I mean, I, I mean that could have went way worse for Syndergaard. And he got out of some jams in the first, some clean in the second. And the home run to Pena was disappointing. But, you, I mean, in a game you have the bullpen starting, Syndergaard in the bullpen, to only allow three runs. If I said that to you last night, Phillies only allowed three runs, how do you feel? You would have said, you're ecstatic. They could win this game. And they could have. They left 12 guys on base until Segura. They couldn't get a big hit in a big spot. Hoskins was horrendous all night. And the Castellanos thing, it's just like, man, that guy is just not helping this team right now at the plate. Yeah, I mean, you toss in Romuto, those three yeah. guys, when it combined 0 for 14 with 9 or 10 strikeouts. It's bad. That's 2, 3, and 5 in your lineup. You're, you're not going to win that way. No, and it's one thing, and I said it to a caller earlier, it's one thing, if Verlander came out and he was like the Verlander of July and August, and he's just 10 strikeouts, no walks, 7 innings, what are you going to do? You just say, like, he's too good, we can't hit this guy, oh well. But that wasn't the case. Like, if I told you before the game he walked four guys, and you had bases loaded against him, you know, as a chance to break the game open, and you don't do it, it's frustrating. That's a frustrating loss last night. Let's talk to Chris, who's up on WIP. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing all right, Chris. What's on your mind tonight? Listen, I a first-time caller, I guess, got a couple things to say. One is you live by the sword and you die by the sword. Every time they have one of those games where they blow it up with four and five home runs, the next game they're dead. Happens every time. Well, that was what, game three to game four, right? They, they had an explosion yeah. with all those home runs, a record, and then no hit. That's correct. Happens every time. Almost to be expected. Um, yeah, especially is, especially against good pitching, right? It's tough to do that to good pitching again and again. Yeah, the baseball gods just won't let you get away with that. No. One. The other thing is the defense. That's unacceptable to lose a World Series because your defense is bad. You don't deserve to be in the World Series. Well, you don't Sorry. deserve to win it. And that, and and Chris, that's yes. that's it. And man, I appreciate your phone call. Call again. Um, 
Look, the Phillies are a, a, an imperfect team. They were imperfect all year. They only won 87 games, right? This isn't this isn't your typical World Series team. When you kind of look at the history of the World Series teams that win it or get there, Phillies are below the line. I mean, that's the, that's just the truth of what they were this season. Doesn't mean that they're not good enough to win it. If they win the next two games, they'll be they'll be a champion. But their issues and the root issues of the team, it's hard to mask that against greatness. They had issues, you know, defensively against the Braves. They still they just outslugged them for a couple days and knocked them right out. They had issues defensively against the Padres. The Padres weren't that good though. They only won 89 games. They weren't that different than the Phillies. It's very difficult to do this to the Astros. To do it in a game against the Astros and it worried me from the jump. The Astros don't strike out. So they put the ball in play. That meant more balls into play during the course of the game and more opportunities for the Phillies defense to screw the whole thing up. And the, and the Marsh one was tough in the first inning, although like when he got close to the wall to try to make the play, then he was kind of caught in no man's land, and the ball ricocheted past him. Not good. He's got to be better, but that's kind of tricky. The Reese Hoskins one, it's bad. It's not, oh, well, it was a tough play. No, it's bad. It's a play they need to make there, and it, it changed the, the math of the game. If, if he makes that play, that game either goes to extra innings or the Phillies win that game. Tom's up on WIP. Hey, Tom. Yo, Joe, how you doing? Tom, I've been better, a little frustrated. How you feeling? Uh, just the same way, man. I feel like somebody kicked me in the damn teeth, to be honest with you. You know, Joe, it's like you could only fake it for so long, you know, before weak points start the show. And not only him, when you strike out, then he can't even make a play on first base. What about game two, Joe, when it, when it was two to nothing? He made it three to nothing. That didn't help Wheeler out, who was already choking in the moment. Man, Joe, I've seen this deal uh, a long time, man, a little bit longer than you and, and a little bit longer than Tucker, man. And, you know, uh, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I could tell you, man, that it's a game three after that onslaught and then what would, if you laid a dollar down the astronomical odds that it would be so damn high that there would be no hit in the next game and then last night with that with, and especially with the defense man it's unacceptable man like you know and the Astros are a good team they're not the Padres or the Braves uh, no disrespect to either one of them and you know they're hungry you know well, they are, especially after losing a couple in a row. I mean, you, you kind of feel it, and Tom, appreciate your call. You kind of feel it watching the Astros. Um, their dugout's been pretty demonstrative. They were pretty, you know, for a team that some of those guys have won, already won. They won in 2017. It's not like this will be all of their first ring. Some of those guys are younger, like Pena, who's a rookie. But they, you could kind of feel like they took back the World Series last night. And then they give it back. I mean, the Phillies could go win two games and give it back or take it back. But. It felt like they felt last night that they were taking it from the Phillies. And and I felt that during the, the no-hitter, too. Like, they didn't seem very phased by what the Phillies did in Game 3. And they – it just feels like they've been there before. Like, they, this – all right, we're down 2-1. we got a long series to go here. They no-hit them. And then last night, just watching their dugout, didn't it feel – watch them like they are like, we got them. Yeah, and you met – they've been here before and the Phillies haven't. And the Phillies are now in a situation that – They've never been before, not just this team, but really the team in the last 20 years. Like, the the team that won in 08 and that whole run, they never came back from being down in a playoff series. They never won a series in which they lost game one. They never won a series where they lost two games total. And this team right now, I mean, they've front-run their entire way through. They they swept St. Louis. They took, uh, you know, three or four from the Braves. They took four or five from San Diego. 
They've never trailed at any point in the postseason. They, they've gotten up early, and, and they've stayed up throughout these series. It'll be interesting to see what their comeback is, how they counterpunch after really being knocked to the mat in the last two games. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it's, it's so that, yeah, they were down in within the game in game one of the game, you know, the series against the Cardinals, but they weren't down in the series. They, they've, this, is a, this is uncharted water now, uncharted waters for the Phillies. This particular group to be down in the series, have to come back, no margin for error. There's pressure now. The Phillies have been able to kind of front run. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like when you're up 2 1 in a series, up 3 1. You're feeling good, like all right, let's go out here and swing away. Like you know, we're in we're in a commanding position in this series, like they were, you know, game five against the Padres or or game four against the Braves. Like we got we're in good shape here. We just play our game and we could end it right here. Well, that's not tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's that's the Astros. That they get to come out feeling loose. Let's talk to Jeff. I think he has some some numbers for us, maybe some stats to make me feel better. What's up, Jeff? Hey, thanks for taking my call. You got it, man. What's I'm on your mind? What are you, what are you thinking tonight? So. What do you so obviously we have to win tomorrow, but um, what do you think the home team win rate is in the World Series when it's tied three games to three? Uh, game seven, I, I don't know. Maybe um, if I had a guess, I'd guess fifty-three percent. Not bad, fifty, right on the nose. Wow, thirty-eight. It's nineteen and nineteen, but there is a little thing about momentum when the visiting team comes in. And wins, so they, they tie it up. So it goes from 2-3 down to 3-3. Three, three. That visiting team has won 57% of the time. In Game 7, you're saying? Like they get In to Game, game yeah. 7, correct. Yeah, so, I, I, that's interesting. I, mean, I, I think what you said is exactly it. There's some momentum and there's some probably uh, pressure on the other side. Yeah, That's right. So if we win tomorrow, then, you know, okay, let's not pretend that that guy – Cash uh, Javier did not just kill us, um, but there's going to be some pressure on that team. Now they're going to feel, oh my gosh, we just squandered the chance to put them out, and now we're at this same spot, and now we're in a Game 7 again, and what's happened to that team when they've been in World Series Game 7s? Not good stuff. Yeah, that, Jeff, that's no. that's a great number. I I I was like I guess, I guess close to 50, 50, 53, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed the fifty seven uh, in the stat you brought up. That 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 actually makes me feel better. You've done it. All right, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Now we got to go out and produce. We may consider you know some lineup changes, but you know what? Don't give up on them. Just don't give up on them. The odds that the Phillies were going to win the World Series back in September were one percent. So. Look where we came from there. Yeah, they're better now. Even though I feel like garbage, they're they're certainly better than 1%, Jeff. Just think about it. We went from 1 up to, like, at one point we were almost 60. So it's a little lower now. But don't don't lose faith, you know? If you lose faith, then that's going to go through to your your fans and the people listening on the radio. And that, that, that translates down. And, you know, maybe karma's a thing here. Just stay positive. And go Phillies. Jeff, I like it. I appreciate the phone call. Tucker brought up karma. He also brought up Taylor Swift. Um, has that ever – I think that's probably our first segment with karma and Taylor Swift. It's about time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, this show's been going on it's long It's only enough. been, like, what, three years? Yeah. It, it took us a while. We just needed a, a World Series to kind of put the, all that together. That is a good point. And I do think if, if the Phillies can get tomorrow, they could get game six. Game seven, certainly the pressure shifts back to the Astros and – you know, in one game, you kind of just, like, anything can happen. And I don't really think either team has any idea of what they would do pitching-wise in Game 7. Like, tomorrow night's pretty obvious. It's Framber Valdez, and right now he's 
He's pitching very well uh, against Zach Wheeler to start. Did you? Did, I just felt really uncomfortable listening, listening, reading the quote from Topper today talking about Ranger could come out of the bullpen tomorrow. Doesn't that feel like they don't know what they're getting out of Wheeler tomorrow? Yeah, and it feels like. I don't know. In a perfect world, you don't even have to worry about it, right? Because you have your ace on the mound, and you expect him to give you at least five or six innings of competitive pitching. And even though your back's against the wall, you, you aren't that desperate to where you announce Ranger Suarez as your first guy out of the pen. But the fact that he's dealt with arm fatigue and he had that knee issue and he came off the IL at the end of September, I am really worried about Zach Wheeler, especially when they jumped on him early. Yeah, and, and so – my point is, like, the Wheeler thing, and then you throw Suarez in the mix tomorrow. Neither team has any idea right now, I think, what they're doing in Game 7. Any idea. Like, you you can make a case that Game 7, Nola and McCullers will start, and neither of them will see the third inning. Because, I mean, Wheeler, uh, Nola would be on three days rest. McCullers got rocked the last time they saw him. He's tipping pitches. I don't know if you could fix that within, you know, a couple days. So, I mean, I don't know. Javier comes out of the bullpen for them and, and gives them whatever he's got in the tank. We could see Connor Brogdon. We could see, I mean, Sir Anthony could throw, you know, two innings. I mean, I, I don't know what game seven looks like, but I actually think that's that's an advantage for the Phillies. Like, who knows? It, it could be nine innings of a bunch of different pitchers and you, and you kind of hold your breath. Let's talk to Jeff, who's in Allentown. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how's it going, Joe? Good, Jeff. What are you thinking tonight? All right. Remember, uh, in 2019, there was a team that was 19 and 31. They eventually clawed their way back into the playoffs against the Houston Astros, were down 3-2 in the World Series, heading back to Houston, and then what happened? They won. They won the World Series at seven games. Nationals. Right. So, one, there's at least there's precedent for that. Two, some of those guys, it would still fresh, it still may be in their memory that are still on that, that were on that team, and... Basically, it's one game at a time, one pitch at a time, one one at-bat at a time, one inning at a time, one game at a time. And the thing is, if they win the small battle, if they win the small battles and get to game seven, it gets in their head. It gets in Altuve's head. It gets in McCullough's head. It gets in Bregman's head. It gets in the head of everyone. It may not get in the head of Dusty Baker because he wasn't in charge there, but the thing is, maybe it does get in the head of Dusty Baker because, well, oh, what was it, 2002? uh was it, it was the Angels and, and the uh, Giants. Giants. Yeah, his, his Giants and were up 3 2 and lost it. Yeah. It's like, again, like Yogi said, it ain't over until it's over. Until basically the last out is called, anything can freaking happen. You're, well, you're right about that. And, and the dusty element here, and Jeff, I'm glad you brought that up. I appreciate it. The dusty element does give me some hope. I mean, Dusty could screw this thing up. Dusty's done it before. It's his, it's been his career. He leaves starters in too long. Like tomorrow night, if Valdez is getting in some trouble in the fourth or fifth, I doubt he's got a quick hook. Like, last night, he did have the bullpen up when Verlander was struggling in the second, but I never thought he was actually going to pull him out of the game. Now, but but he could he could screw this up. I, I, I do think that. Now, I went back and looked at the 2019 Nationals because the point that Jeff just brought up is true. They, they went back to Houston, down 3-2. They won 6. They won 7. And they won the World Series. They also got, in game 6, 8 and a third of two-run baseball out of Steven Strasburg. That would, have, that would have to be the Wheeler role tomorrow night, and I'm not sure that's where we're at. Not unless he can get through it in about 60 pitches. Yeah, that would help. And then in Game 7, now they only got five out of Scherzer, five innings, two runs, but then they brought in Patrick Corbin, who I guess would be the Ranger Suarez of that team, the third starter, although he doesn't bode well for Ranger Suarez's future. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, but in, the, in, the, you know, in that realm, he was, you know, and for them, he was that. 
he went three scoreless innings behind Scherzer in Game 7. So they basically got eight in the third, two runs, and then eight, two runs in six and seven. That's If you tell me the Phillies could do that, sure, they're going to win the game. But I'm not sure their pitching is set up for it. Yeah, I mean, that's 19 innings pitched between what was their three best pitchers that year. Yeah. And that's 19 really quality innings. And you look at what the Phillies' top pitchers have done in this World Series outside of Ranger Suarez. Hasn't been great. No, really well, hasn't. It's been poor. I mean, really. I mean, between Nola and Wheeler, it's been poor. And now they send Wheeler back tomorrow and hope and hope he's ready to go and give them a good start. Brian is up on WIP. Hey, Brian. Hey, Joe. What's happening? Great show as always. Thanks, Brian. What's on your mind? What are you thinking tonight? <laughs> so I came on here to be a little positive, and then I hear the stats from, you know, the uh, the 19 series, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, they did it with those pitchers. And I, I just, yeah. Brian, if, if I felt like Wheeler was the guy he was a few weeks ago, I, I think they'd probably be close to a, a, a favorite or even tomorrow. But, man, I'm worried about him. Yes, and, and, and that's certainly fair. Uh, look, I mean, obviously Houston is in the driver's seat at this point. We need Wheeler to be top-notch tomorrow. Even if it's just for five innings, like you need it, period. And I, I had not heard it before listening to your show about the situation with Suarez possibly pitching tomorrow. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's that's not good to hear. <laughs> yeah, and then that would, I mean, obviously they got to win tomorrow and then whatever happens, you, you get to seven, you worry about that. But that would mean sure. Nola would have to pitch on three days rest in game seven. And I'm not sure who pitches after that whenever he comes out of the game. Oh my gosh. Well, exactly. I have no clue. And then which also means again tomorrow you need you need good 5 6 innings out of Wheeler. I mean unfortunately if you if you're not getting that it's it's not a it's not a pretty situation. Yeah, and so. that's the, the math doesn't add up, right? Like it's hard to map out a way they could get through this without without what you're saying. It 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 doesn't. And and to your point earlier also is the, the Castellanos protecting Harper is just oh gosh. It's just it's just not good. Not good. No, and I'm at the point now, and Brian, I always appreciate your phone call. I'm at the point now with Castellanos, and if I'm the Astros, like, fast forward to tomorrow night. Let's say the Phillies are, you know, down a run in the eighth inning, and there's two outs. Like, there's no way in the world, if I'm them, I would pitch to Bryce Harper. Let's say Harper gets up. Down down a run, runner on second, um, you know, eighth inning, you know, to, to where he could put them ahead, the Phillies, he could tie the game, you know, something like that. I'm walking him. I mean, I, I, especially if there's a base open, I am walking Bryce Harper. I'm actually surprised they haven't done it more. I mean, Nick Castellanos at this point, I mean, I know it would be like a thing where you attempt fade and you're like, you're asking for it, like whatever. If I'm them, I wouldn't give Bryce Harper a pitch to hit the next two nights. What about just swapping him and Bohm? I know Boehm hasn't been great, but he had the home run in Game 3. He got two hits. A big hit last night late in that game. Yeah, he, he got two. He was two for four last night. I wonder if just dropping Castellanos to six, you're not messing that much with the matchups, right, because they're both right-handed yeah. hitters. I feel like that's a small enough tweak that, that could give Bryce Harper just a little bit more protection because Boehm doesn't strike out, right, in a big situation. Right. If Harper's coming up with guys on second and third, I don't know. You'd be a little bit more weary to walk him because you know Bohm isn't going to strike out. Yeah, and, and look, I understand when they originally made this lineup, they kind of tried to map it out with power behind Bryce Harper. Power at five, especially if you have guys on base, like extra base hits, doubles, home runs, you know, big innings. And that, that's why Castellanos, that's why he was signed, and that's why he's in that role. He doesn't hit for power anymore. Like, Do you know the last ball he hit over 300 feet? I, I don't remember. 
Uh, it was a double against Sean Manaya on October 22nd. So in the um, yeah, hit that ball well against the Padres, and he flew out uh, 335 feet against Blake Snell the night before. Yeah, and so against lefties, I feel like he's had better swings. Now that he gets a lefty tomorrow, and Framber Valdez um, against righties, he's has not had any any powerful swings. That that has been. That has been him for a while now. All right, quickly, and we'll get back to everyone here. I just want to quickly hit this because we have a Sixers game coming up later this evening. Trust the pregame delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 180 years. PGW energy for all of us. Visit pgworks.com for details. So it's Sixers-Knicks tonight. Um, The story really isn't the game tonight. The story is James Harden. And him being out for a month, we haven't discussed it. We've been so, you know, so locked into the World Series and then an Eagles game which we will get to coming up in a little bit here. Um, but as far as the Harden injury, it's a loss. I think he's played relatively well uh, so far this season. Not great. He's not great anymore, but better than he did last year. And I'm interested to see the usage now, how they they kind of get through this. They say a month. It's an older player with a foot injury. I, I don't know if it's only going to be a month. We shall see. But if there's one silver lining, I'm excited to see what Tyrese Maxey could do with the ball in his hands more and his usage rate. I mean, when... Joel's been out sick and now Harden out injured. I feel like, you know, Tyrese just comes out of his shell. Like, he's like, all right, I, I got to be the guy. They need me. And he does well. So I, they need Harden back, obviously. But I am interested to see how what kind of numbers Tyrese Maxey could put up because I think he could do really well when there's someone on the court without him. You know, he's without someone that holds the ball in their hand. And tonight will have to be the Tyrese Maxey show because Joel Embiid is out as well. Well, he's can he win games by himself? Because that I might don't know. be the I mean, task. The starting lineup is is Maxi Melton, Tucker, Harris, and and Harrell. I wonder what his uh, points prop is tonight for Tyrese Maxi. It's got to be in the upper twenties, right? You would think like 27 and a half, 28. I mean, he's the. Yeah, old... I mean, he's going to take like twenty five shots just because him and Tobias Harris are really the only two offensive options right now in that starting lineup. Right, it could be a good night offensively for Toby as well because you know he's going to take a bunch of shots, but. Uh, that is not an easy night for the Sixers. They are yet still favorites at home against the Knicks, who are not horrendous. One-and-a-half-point favorites right now in this game. Um, quickly, see if I can find this. The Maxi point prop. Was it up? Um, no, I think they took down point props because of the injury situation. But if you got Maxi earlier today, it's probably a good bet. I think Maxi has himself a gigantic night Trust the pregame delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 100 years. PGW Energy for all of us. Visit pgworks.com for details. Austin in New Jersey. Let's see. Is he optimistic? What are you feeling, Austin? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling we can take this in seven games. Look, the Phillies have been in tighter spaces before, and they've come through. I mean, look at game one. We were down 5 nothing. We came back to win 6-5. to five. Um... I mean, they, I, I'm I'm seeing it. Seven games. Um, look, I mean, our problem the other I, uh, last night. I think we were just chasing that high of game uh, of game three. We were chasing those home runs instead of just focused on just bringing some uh, some runners home. Well, yeah, I mean, offensively, Austin, it was a shame because they got base runners last night. They had chances to score. I mean, they yeah, they had chances. I yeah. mean, we had what one out. JT was up. We had what, like two people on base? Yeah, and then the Hoskins. I mean, Hoskins all night long was leaving people on base. It was ridiculous. Yeah, um, I mean, we can. I look. 
like they were saying earlier, was going to bring up to you guys. Nationals, they were down. They lost three to five, and they came back and won six and seven. Well, they did. Uh, and you know what? I, I think back to those series, Austin. I appreciate it, man. You know, bringing the optimism to try to make me feel better here. A couple things in those series. Their, their best hitter stepped up. I remember a home run. I think it was game seven that Soto just, I mean, just demolished for the Nationals in that series. So their best hitters had big moments, and their, and their top three pitchers pitched great. They pitched great, and the Phillies need that coming up the next couple nights. 215-592-9490. My belief has been shaken. I need your help tonight. Can you help me? Can you help me believe again that the Phillies could come back and win the World Series? Tucker brought up karma. He brought up Taylor Swift. We got some good stats on if a team wins game six after being down 3-2 on the road. They more than half the time win game seven. I like it. We'll keep talking to Phillies. Your reaction to last night such, I mean, just a, a gut punch of a loss in World Series game five. And we'll sprinkle in the Eagles come back on the other side. That's what great teams do. They win when it's not perfect. Last night wasn't perfect, but the Eagles still won the game by 12. We'll talk about the game and the unbelievable, not just good, but unbelievable progression of Jalen Hurts, who's not just a good quarterback. He's a full-blown star. 215-592-9494 in Sports Radio 94 WIP.